Welcome everybody to the Family Second Program. We are so excited to be here today on our weekly podcast here at Family Second Ministries, a ministry to the family. This is where we put God first and family second, because if we're putting God first, then we're putting our family first. That's right. Uh, to all the men and all the women out there that are reading their Bibles, that are praying with their families, with their children, those singles out there that are desiring all God wants for them, we minister to the whole family, and we are so glad that we are with you today and that you're listening. I'm so excited to see the data um, that I see uh, everybody listening and it just uh, humbles me to know that people want to listen to me, little old me. But you know what? God has a plan. God has wor- uh, things in us that people need and he has uh, things that that people need through you too. So I, I, I want to ask right now, if you have uh, testimonies, if you have uh, things you want other people to hear about that might minister to those people, um, write in. Uh, just go to our website, go to our um, page, and it has our address there. Or you can write in, hand write in, or you can just email us at infofamilysecond.org. Uh, just write us in there, and we would love to tell your testimony and uh, see how God works through that with other families and uh, ministers to them because you're a minister in your family, but you're also a minister to the world because God has called us out to the world to minister and be the light and be the example that he has, that, that we need to be to this world because, you know, we live, we live in a dying world. You know, the flower fades and the grass withers, but, you know, his word will stand forever and ever. This world is dying. It'll wither away, but you know what? His word will stand and that's the, that's the life that we need to give to people. So I just challenge you as we start off today here at Family Second Ministries uh, with this weekly podcast, just know that you are a minister too and you can take the words that whatever whatever said today through the word of God and how we can strengthen and encourage our families. Take it to a lost and dying world. Take it to those that need it. Uh, have your husbands listen to it. Have your wives listen to it. Have, sit down with your kids. And today I hope is a blessing to you. I hope that through this, that you become a blessing, not just to your family. That's that's the number one desire there through this, but also to those around you, who you work with or who you hang out with or through through your community uh, or whomever that you come in contact with every day. Be a light, be an example, be an encouragement wherever you go. If you had joined us last week, uh, welcome back. (laughs) We are so glad that you're here. But as you know, we talked about last week, uh, we talked about the togetherness of the man and the woman when God created the man I went through the uh, through the creation uh, just like making a hot fudge brownie sundae and I know you had one <laughs> all right I hope it was good because uh, mine was I didn't have one but that's okay but I hope yours was good and uh, we went through God's creation and then we the creation of the man and the woman male and female and how God put them together in the garden for four reasons we talked about those four reasons last week Hopefully you wrote them down. Hopefully you have them. If not, go back, listen to it again. You can always skip to that point uh, to where um, th- they were. So you can listen to them again, write them down. Go over them with your family during your devotional time. This is why we were made. This is why we were created. We were created to come together uh, as a family, all right, to uh, rule uh, and reign in God's kingdom. So make sure you go over that with your family because uh, you know what? The divorce rate is skyrocketing. Uh, men and women are separating at an alarming rate. And uh, the church is no different. We have couples in the church even separating. And you know that through that separateness, we are creating a division amongst our people and amongst uh, the things that need to come together 
You know, the as I said last week, marriage is a microcosm of what the church should look like. The man and the woman coming together is a microcosm of what uh, the church here in the world should look like. And if they're together, then they can reach unity. And when they, the Galatians tell us that when we reach unity in all things, we will grow up into Christ. So we want that in your family. We want your family to grow spiritually. We want your family to grow, you know, in the things of God because, you know what, when, <laughs> here's the thing, I, I'm not just saying this because I know everything. Believe me, what I'm talking about right now, I'm preaching to myself. That's right. I am preaching to myself and there's sometimes I make mistakes. There's sometimes things, sometimes I don't step up. And let me tell you the truth in my family here. Okay, my wife will second, uh, second that, she'll say amen, throw some money on the altar, she'll do that. And she'll say, when I, when as a man, when I don't step up, then there's problems in the home. There is, you know, my, my, uh, things start happening that shouldn't be happening when me, as a man, as the husband, as the father to my family, does not step up, speak up, and initiate the things that need to happen. So I challenge you, as a family, and all the fathers out there. All right, fathers, we got at. That's right. Um, I challenge you, as a father, to step up and step out. You know. Um, to be the man God has called you to be in your family. Now, you might get some pushback, but that's okay. You know what? When uh, your wife or whomever sees that you're stepping up as a man, and I'm not saying to overbear in things, but with the love of Christ, when you step up with the love of Christ, and that's not an overbearing love, but that's a love that says, hey, you know, God has called me to be the man of this house, a spiritual father to this house, and I'm going to step up, and I'm going to be an example to you as a woman and to my kids. And that's that's a real man. That's what a real man does, knowing that, that you know, sometimes we make mistakes, but we go work through them, and when we fall, we get back up again. That's right. So I challenge all the men out there to step up and uh, work for you. Work for your marriage. Work for it. All right? Slap your neighbor and say, work for it. Work for it. Got some uh, audience members in the in the background here. <laughs> All right, so make sure that you work for what God has given you. Initiate. Remember that word. Initiate the uh, uh, the things in your home. You are the man to do it. So do it. Initiate those things to work hard and pray, and to encourage your family to pray with your kids. Um, and so that's that's why we're here here at Family Second Ministries. We want to encourage those families. Uh, pretty soon, uh, we'll be hearing some uh, stories on our website, some blogs of, of, of visiting uh, bloggers uh, that uh, want to uh, that write uh, for us, and uh, just some just some uh, stories of single motherhood. There's a lot of single mothers out there that the man had, did not step up, and now uh, uh, they're praying for miracles inside their family because, uh, you know, when, I, we're just struggling with just two people, you know, with four kids. I, I just can't imagine being single and taking care of my children and not having that partner with me doing it together, you know. And there are single mothers out there, there are single fathers out there that, that have this challenge 
But you know what? Through God, through them praying and, and believing by faith that God will take care of them, you know, they're making it. They're, uh, and we're going to hear some of those stories. We're going to hear uh, from them and some of those stories. And even some of my friends that are sp- uh, national speakers uh, throughout the land and uh, those that uh, that are friends of mine, that, that they have their own dynamic in their family. We want to hear from, we're going to hear from them on our blogs. And, I, you know, when I, when I have time, when we have another microphone, we might have some people join us and in interviewing them and or by phone. So stay tuned for that because we have a lot of people that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have been through a lot of stuff and that can help people, that can help families, that encourage families lift them up and be a light because that's why we're here. We want to encourage families to be all they can be. And we, and I believe it's through the word of God that we can do that. So we've had some people write in, we've had some people ask some questions and I'm just going to go through some of these right during this um, podcast. The, this week, we're just going to go through some of these that these people have written in. We want to, uh, some way, uh, somebody wrote in and uh, said, now tell me again, it says, right, said, tell me again, why do you call it family second uh, this person uh, didn't leave their name or anything but they just wanted to, me to answer why did we call it family second well you, the reason is you know uh, um, I heard a sermon a while back in uh, 2008 from Austin preacher and said he was writing his priorities out to God God asked him to write his priorities out so he put God as number one and put uh, his spouse his wife as number two and God said no won't you put your spouse as number one and this is what God told him he says if you're putting me first, you're putting your spouse first. And I believe that with all my heart. And that's why I call it family second. Even though, you know, we, we've had the, the term family first for years and we've heard that term on and on. We believe that we should do everything for our family. Everything. You know, uh, take them to this, do that, do that until we're all run out and ragged and we have nothing else to give. But you know what I believe? I believe we should, we should just give it over to God. Everything that we have, all our all our struggles, all uh, every tired moment that we have, when we have nothing left to give, or doing everything for our sons and our daughters, or our uh, and, and we have nothing left for our wife, really, you know, we need to give everything first to God. That's the first thing. And when we're doing that, when we're giving Him our first, our first fruits, and everything, we're actually uh, giving the giving everything we have to our family. Because God is going to bless the family. The Bible says in Matthew, when we seek him first, he will give us all that we need. So we need to remember that. And that's why I call it family second. That's why uh, it's, it's kind of a play on terms that we're not really putting our family second, you know, to anything but God. All right. So we're really putting our family first when we put God first. When we're taking the time to read our word, read the Bible and see what it says about family and what we should do each day. You know, I read a proverb a day. I try. I tell you, I fell a lot of times of doing that each month, but it has 31 chapters in it. So every day I read a, I read a proverb. If it's the 15th of the month, I read Proverbs 15, you know? Um, so I try to do that every month and you know, I've been doing it for probably about a couple of years now. And, uh, you know, every once in a while I'll forget to, but uh, I've kind of memorized it almost. And when I see something on TV or I hear something in the news or, or, or uh, something in life happens, my, my, my children say, say something, I go back and say, Hey, wait a minute, there's a proverb for that. And I go back and since I've been reading it, you know, every month, you know what? I, I can go back and see the wisdom and what it says. And I can teach my children that, 
what the Bible says. So we need to put be putting God first in our reading our word, and we need to put, be putting God first in our prayers for our children. So that's why, you know, we call uh, Family Second, Family Second. And this is just a starting a ministry that we want to see flourish, and we want to see live on uh, every week, because we want to encourage you, myself, Philip Shelley, and my wife, Davina Shelley, and our four kids, as you get to hear every week at the beginning, say, this is a Family Second program, you know. So they're on there too. So we want this to be a family thing. We want you to enjoy it as a family, and we want to encourage you. Well, we have someone else uh, write in, and uh, they asked, um, Philip, you said that um, we should dress our kids. And I hope some of you remember that. Some of you remember that I, um, one of the things I told you to, how to activate is to dress your kids. Because, um, you know, when they're younger, uh, they uh, they can't dress themselves. So you have to dress them until they get to know how to dress themselves. Uh, but spiritually, I told you uh, how to dress them. Well, she asked, this person asked, um, how, what do you mean? How do I dress my kids? I'm not a minister. I'm not um, somebody that uh, that reads my Bible every day. Uh, how how do I, as a parent, um, put on the armor of God? How do I put it on my children? Well, um, if you're listening out there, if you wrote uh, in and, and asked us that, you basically basically putting uh, the spiritual warfare on your children is basically praying for them, uh, praying. And believing that God is going to take care of them. It's actually spiritual warfare. And I want to read to you what Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 18 says. So you can know uh, what I'm talking about when I say dress your kids. I said in your full armor of God. And it says in Ephesians 10, uh, uh, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, a final word. Which he, which he went through. If you read chapter 5, he went through the family structure. Uh, then he goes to ch- chapter 6 about children and parents. And then about slaves and masters, which is workers and bosses. And then he goes, the final thing he talks about is the whole armor of God. And he's talking about spiritual warfare. He's talking about prayer. And he says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rules and authorities of unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. Putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And in verse 18, he says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Now, this, you know, when we, when we fight in wars, we use weapons. And, you know, some people call prayer a weapon. But we, through prayer, are fighting the enemy through spiritual warfare. And when we do it in front of our children and with our children or in front of our wife and with our wife, we are fighting the battles 
the in the heavenly realms, and uh, we're we're wounding him enough that he will, you know, he will leave us alone, and God will, and we give God the power to do what He wants uh, to do through us and in us. So, you know. When we pray, we're using it. It's not so much a weapon uh, or even a part of the armor as it is a means of purpose for which we are armed. Because when we pray, prayer is the battle itself. With God's word being our chief weapon employed against Satan during our struggles. We need to remember that today, that prayer is the battle. It's not just the uh, just taking a weapon and uh, taking the spear and killing the devil in the heart uh, and he dies. No, it's the it is the battle itself. Prayer is the battle itself. While the angels war in the heavenlies with those powers that are coming against us, prayer is the battle. So when you're putting on the armor of God on your children, you're at, basically you're praying over them. And you're reminding them through your prayer that that to put on the breastplate of righteousness, to put on the helmet of salvation, to put on the shoes of peace. You're reminding them to do these things so they can win in life and they can win the battles. And it teaches them to pray as they get older and as they go through the struggles of life, it teaches them. So that's why I say, when I say dress your kids, well, you have to teach them first how to dress. But if you're not dressing yourself, that means you can't teach your kids how to dress. So your wife, how to dress, you have to be praying yourself in your private time. So you can have enough strength to teach the people you love. So that's why I mean when I say dress your kids, all right? <laughs> when I say dress your kids, I mean pray. I mean go through that spiritual warfare. And it's funny, um, you know, when uh, when we people come up and tell us about their struggles and uh, what what, are, what is the one thing us Christians say? I'll be praying for you. So, <laughs> so I thought about this. Uh, a lot of times uh, I say, man, I'll be praying for you, bro. I'll be praying for you, bro. Oh. I'll be praying for you, bro. I mean, we should have like an iPod song that every time that someone comes to us and we want to say that term, I'll be praying for you, that song comes on and it says, I'll be praying for you, bro. Uh, I'll be praying for you, bro. Uh, I'll be praying for you, bro, bro, bro. I'll be praying for you, bro. Because you know why a lot of the times uh, we forget to pray for them. So here's my challenge to all of you and how to activate your faith is if a person is struggling and they really confide in you in that struggle, I challenge you to go ahead and pray for them at that moment. Okay. At that moment, I challenge you to pray for them instead of singing that song. I've been praying for you, bro. Mm, I've been praying for you, bro. Mm, I'll be praying for you, bro. Okay, so we don't want that song to be playing and you forget to pray. Okay, so I challenge you as a Christian, as a believer, to pray for that person right there, right then. And here's the thing about prayer. Okay, here's the thing about the enemy coming against you. The enemy is going to continue to come against you until you are dead. All right, that's what it means when he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's why uh, prayer is not just a weapon, okay? It's the battle itself because you have to do it continually, all right? Every day. It's an everyday thing, dude. All right? All right, woman. All right? It's an everyday thing that you have to pray. It's a continual thing. There are uh, people believing for miracles, and they continually pray for that miracle. That's what we have to do with our children. That's what we have to do as a single person. That's what we have to do as a, as a man of God, as a father uh, um, 
We need to pray continually for each other, for ourselves, and we need to do it in front of them because that's part of dressing your kids. You teach them uh, to pray. And you know there's an awesome prophetic prayer that you can pray over your kids. It says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up your countenance upon you. And may he give you peace. That's a prayer that you can pray over your children. That you know, Israel, the, the people of Israel still pray over their children. It's a prophetic blessing. And if you want to bless your children, pray that over them. I bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may the Lord give you peace. And that's a prophetic blessing that all of our children need. And as you pray and as you dress them, I challenge you uh, to pray that blessing over them. So that's why, I mean, uh, the the person who wrote in, that's why uh, I say dress your kids. Because prayer is not just a weapon, but it's a the battle itself. So every day I challenge you to pray over your children. I want to thank everybody uh, for joining us today. And as I go into the encounter part, I just want to pray over the uh, over you each day. Each day you wake up, realize that you have a duty to your family to pray over them. So, dear Lord, I just thank you right now for the families that are listening. Lord, I thank you for the individual fathers and mothers or whoever is listening today will sit down and realize that it's a continual thing that needs to happen. And it's through the prayer of uh, praying to you, God, saying, God, help us. God, be with us, uh, Lord, that you are there, that you are fighting our battles in the heavenlies. And as we put on the spiritual weapons, uh, they're offensive, they're offensive, God, that we need to advance the kingdom of God through our family. And that's why we need to dress them. That's why we need to dress them in, this, in, the, uh, in the full armor of God. So help us out this day. Each father that's listening, I, I just pray a special prayer for them that they realize that they're the father, that they need to step up as fathers uh, to be something special to their children, uh, to initiate the things of God in their family and in their home. Uh, Lord, uh, I just pray for the women out there that are uh, that they are praying for their husbands. Lord, they're still believing a miracle for their husbands, and I just pray and believe with with them that you will touch their lives. And Lord, I just pray for everybody listening that Lord today, Lord, that they realize that you are the King of Kings, and they can come to you with whatever they have in their life. So Lord, I just give it all to you, all that I have, all that I am, all that I will be, and I challenge everybody that's listening will do the same thing. And give it all to you so we can put you first in everything we do. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody say it. Amen. Amen. All right. Activate your faith. People this week, activate it by going out and praying for somebody. I know it might be an embarrassment. You know, I've done, I've prayed for people in public and I felt awesome afterwards, you know. And here's the, here's the thing that sometimes, you know, it might be a quick little, uh, hey, you really need to pray for me, this, that, and that, and, and then boom, you know, you have to leave. Well, here's what I do, okay? If, if I really can't pray for that person right there, immediately after I speak with them and say goodbye, I stop or as I'm walking or when I get in the car and start the car and I drive off, I pray for them, okay? Because I, I remember it. I'm still, I'm still thinking about them. And I say, Lord, please touch that person. 
they're, whatever they're going through, you know, you name what they're, what they're going through and specifically ask God to meet their needs, to be with them, to be their, uh, their savior and their Lord, their shelter, uh, their comfort. Uh, right then, once you turn around, even though it's not face to face, you still remember uh, and you're not seeing that song. I'll be praying for you, bro. Uh, I'll be praying for you, bro. Ah. I've been praying for you, bro. All right. So make sure you don't sing that song. And because that means you forgot about it and you didn't pray for them. God wants you to pray for them because that's where the battle is. The battle is in prayer. All right. So I challenge you to do that. That's your activation this week uh, to activate your faith. So when uh, uh, something goes wrong with somebody and they want you to pray, pray for them right there in front of them. If, you, if that can't happen uh, immediately when you get in your car, when you walk away, pray for them. And that is your activation. We will thank you everybody for listening today to our family second program. Make sure you go to our website. It's still under construction. still has a lot of work on it. But if you want to become a partner, please sign up for the e-newsletter on our website. Continue sharing uh, this awesome podcast. All right. <laughs> um, even though I, if it's, I'm the only one who thinks it's awesome, but you know what? Hey, I do it for the Lord. And I want uh, everybody listening to be encouraged and strengthen their families through this. Uh, so thank you for listening. Please still write in. Let us know uh, how your family is going. Some uh, some awesome stories that I can share over the air. Uh, next week, hopefully, we can uh, hear about um, uh, our daughter and mother uh, missions trip that we're planning for next year. And uh, we want you to listen every week. Share it, please, on Facebook, on Twitter. We have our own Twitter handle at Family Second M-I-N, which stands for ministry. So look that up on Twitter. Follow us. Uh, see all the great things. I, I retweet a lot of people, um, a lot of marriage mentors that have some awesome, awesome, awesome things to say. I love it when I read it. Uh, I read the blogs, too. So make sure you do that, too, as we go further in this ministry to further God's kingdom, to further God's glory, and to further the family. Because Satan wants to destroy the family, but we're not going to let him have it. Uh, so please do that. Pray for your family. Lift them up. Pray in front of them. Pray with them. I challenge you to do that today. So please write in. Tell us all about your stories. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, I might be on the air uh, reading your question and answering it. I do email every person back that has a question personally because I, uh, I want to make sure they uh, I answer their question. So, all right, write in. We want to hear from you. Um, uh, also, my wife and I speak uh, publicly. Uh, we love to be in front of people and to share our testimonies and to encourage families. So if you are a pastor or if you are an event planner, please call us up, uh, write us right in, and we would love to be a part to encourage your conference, your camp, uh, or wherever uh, you would like, a small group, whatever it is. We would love to do that for you. So please uh, contact us. Um, we have uh, our website and also we have our P.O. box. Um, so please write in. We would love to hear from you. Again, this has been a P. Shells Diva Divine Four Shells production. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We want to say we love every one of you and God bless. And don't be singing that song. I'll be praying for you, bro. Yeah, I'll be praying for you, bro. <laughs>